podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi, agents, and welcome back to the Age of Independence, where we are cracking the code to high volume new business growth and competing in the modern market without losing the heart and soul of your agency. And today is all about current events and agency life. We are going to pick the brain of an amazing entrepreneur and businesswoman who I just admire and look up to because she's accomplished so much in our industry and in giving women in insurance a platform to talk about their successes and contributions. And um, Teresa Kitchens, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I love your podcast and you've talked to so many amazing people. So I'm excited to be a part of that. Thank you. Thank you. And um, agents, Teresa Kitchens is a podcast host as well. So I know that you've probably caught some of her amazing interviews. Um, Teresa is the podcast host of Power Women in Insurance podcast. And um, I'm just so excited to get to interview another podcaster today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And powerful women too. You know, we, one of the reasons why I started that podcast was to be able to celebrate the female voice in the insurance industry. We, as women, um, I always, I always make a, make a joke, you know, I just got back from the better agency conference in Phoenix this past weekend. And I always make a joke whenever I go to insurance conferences, the best thing about an insurance conference is that the women's restroom line is so much shorter (laughs) than the men's. So it's like the only industry where we can actually go to the restroom and not have to sit in line for 20 minutes and they're still standing in line when we get out. So, you know, that just goes to show us how few women are really in the insurance industry, especially are really decision makers and leaders. And I love being a part of that voice in the industry and hopefully encouraging other women to uh, find their voice and be leaders and get out there and build their own space within the insurance industry. So I'm excited to be a part of that. Absolutely. And let's just be real. Women rock at insurance. Oh, completely. So. completely. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely not a stretch. Women are just so great in so many different roles, whether it's sales or service or marketing or recruiting. It's just, there's so much opportunity to be had. And I love that we're seeing um, more and more female entrepreneurs in the insurance space too. And, And Teresa, you are an agency owner at Sterling Insurance Group. I am. I am. We're actually uh, finishing off our 18th year. So we're starting off the process of planning for a big 20th. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, It gives me a little bit of time to be able to prepare, but um, I can't imagine that I possibly have been in the same industry for 20 years. I don't know. I feel very old saying that, but um, because I I also was a stay at home mom for nine years and my undergrad degree is elementary education. So I taught school. So to be in one industry for 20, for going on 20 years, it seems like a lot, but I'm thrilled to be a part of of 
an industry that's growing and is um, so get, becoming so progressive and that people as entrepreneurs are embracing the, um, the ability to be progressive, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so cool. And I think we've seen more of that in the last five to eight years. And yes. people are really kind of getting out of their old school ways and um, really embracing technology a lot more. And a lot of younger people are taking over older, maybe, you know, family lineage type agencies. And we're seeing people going out on their own and really wanting to have their own voice. And I think it's just such a fun industry right now to be in, to watch it grow and change and evolve and the people's personalities to come out in their own agency. I think that's fabulous. I can't imagine the changes that you've experienced over the past 18 years. And there's been so much shaking up the status quo. We, uh, we market clients differently than we did five to eight years ago. Yeah. We create different team cultures than what someone may have applied for, you know, eight to 10 years ago. So I can't wait to pick your brain on that and hear a little bit more about what's going on inside the walls of Sterling. And you've been talking about innovation. So um, catch us up on this conference. You just flew in like last night. So thank you for um, squeezing in this podcast today, because I know it's been a a crazy arrival back in Texas for you. Yeah, I actually got in like 11.45 last night. So my husband and I were actually talking a few minutes ago because he picked me up at the airport. He's like, I am so tired. I was like, dude, we were in bed by one. I don't know what your problem is. So I have to ask, are you the kind of person who puts all of your belongings back in their final destination, right? When you return home, (laughs) or are you like happy to like live out of a suitcase for 24 to 48 hours when you get back getting caught up? So I am the type of person when I'm in a hotel room, I live out of a suitcase. I do not like unpack and put everything away just because I am so ADD that I know I'm going to leave something behind. And to me, if you take it out of the suitcase and you put it back in the suitcase, I have a much higher chance of actually getting home with all of my stuff. So that is me in a, in a hotel room. My husband's the complete opposite. But when I come home, depending on what time I come home, I take out my necessities, but then I just like leave the rest of it in the suitcase in the corner (laughs) for like the next three or four days. So I do take out, you know, toothpaste, brush, those types of things, but I just kind of leave the rest of it. And, and, or it depends on how long I've been gone and how much I overpacked, which I try very hard not to do that, but um, I'll just take it all and just stuff it in the laundry and just rewash it all and start over again and just make it a laundry experience. So I'm pretty low key when I get home, but when I'm in a, in a hotel room, I like to keep everything in one location. So I, we travel so much that sometimes I just like stare at the suitcase when we get back home and I'm like, is it worth unpacking? <laughs> we have a trip coming up next Wednesday and I'm like, is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I almost want to have a separate too. set. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because last week I was in, because um, I bought an agency down in Round Rock, Texas, down outside of Austin, back in Congratulations. October. Thank you. So Woo. Monday, Tuesday, I was actually in Round Rock. I got back Tuesday night, drove back uh, Tuesday night, and then Wednesday I was home. And then Thursday I was supposed to head on out to the, the Better Agency Conference, but I wasn't feeling 110%. I had already got the vaccine, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't in a, in a, in a COVID type situation. So I went ahead and got to Tested. So I ended up changing my flight to leave Friday morning, which was fine. But it's just one of those things where, you know, I ended up taking a little bit of time and relaxing on, on Thursday, which was nice. But I was already packed. So in that situation, I did kind of leave everything in the suitcase and kind of <laughs> add to it because I got back Tuesday night and I knew I was leaving Thursday morning or supposed to be. But here's the funny thing, though, is that I had taken out those necessities so I could go ahead and shower and everything. So I took out my hairdryer and my curling iron. 
And then Friday morning I got up and I was like, oh, I'm already packed. So I just grabbed my suitcase and went to the airport and um, I got to Phoenix and I did not have a curling iron or a hair dryer at all. And I really struggled. And I thought, Teresa, this is such vanity that you're around people, you know, and you love, and you're going to sit here and stress and go on out and buy like a fourth hair dryer because you already have, already have more than enough at home and like another (laughs) curling iron. I'm like, what is the point? So I decided to just kind of go low key, which just stressed me out the whole weekend too, but that's okay. <laughs> Good for you. So, but I decided I was not going to, cause I didn't have a car either. So I didn't want to Uber to go get stuff. I didn't really need or to be around people that I felt like already knew me and loved me. Right. So I decided to kind of go au natural with just, you know, just a, they had a little blow dryer in the, in the hotel room. So for those of us who unpack partially, but don't repack sometimes and we think we're all okay, make sure you got your basic necessities. <laughs> That's the word of that moral of that story. Well, I'm so glad you got to catch up with people that you know and love. Was this your first conference in a while? Yeah, well, since COVID started. So I don't do like all of the conference rounds. Okay. I think sometimes we get so distracted by all the conferences that we can go to that we don't Pardon. get a whole lot done. <laughs> and um, and not that there's a ton of conferences in the insurance space, but there's a lot. I mean, there's probably five or six per year, you know, unless you go to a couple of other ones like business conferences that don't even have anything to do with insurance. And so innovation for me through IAOA is a 100% necessity. There is no question about that whatsoever. I will be there all day, every day from now until eternity. Um, but uh, so that's really the last conference I went to in January of uh, 2020. Wow. And then of course COVID hit. So this is my first conference uh, in a little bit over a year, year and a half almost. And um, you know, you get to know people on Facebook and you, you don't realize the connection you can have with them. Whenever we talk about social media and marketing and building relationships and the power of our online presence, I think we don't give enough credit to those relationships because like I had a lady who walked in the bathroom, shout out to Nikki, um, who came on up to me in the middle of the bathroom, ladies bathroom. And she's like, oh my gosh, you did this podcast back in December with your kids about being a woman entrepreneur and raising children. Yes, I remember that episode. Yes. And I, I was love like, it. I was like, oh, thank you. You know? And the funny thing was later on, we were talking and I was like, how did you hear about the podcast? Oh, no, we were talking about IAOA. And she's like, what is IAOA? Like, you don't know what IAOA is? She's like, no. So I was like, okay, it's the Independent Agents Owners Alliance. And she was like, so you're a part of that group? I was like, yes. So then (laughs) I noticed she wasn't like a friend of mine on Facebook either. And I was like, so how did you hear about the podcast? She said she just looked up women in insurance and started checking things out. But it was funny that she, you know, recognized me in the bathroom. But, you know, it was really cool because we don't know the impact that our online presence and the and the the things that we put out there really make on the other people in our community. And we think that we're just putting out a post or we think we're just putting something out or we're just making a Facebook Live. But I get calls all the time about some of my Facebook Lives, like after the Texas ice storms. And I did one about pools and, you know, um, some of the options that are available through FEMA to be able to get some of that paid for since Texas homeowners policies don't right. typically cover that. <laughs> It's amazing how we can put something out there and you, you, you think it's crickets for like a couple of weeks or a month or a year. And then all of a sudden somebody grabs you in a bathroom and goes, Hey, I know you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. 
And, and that's it, why it's so important to be consistent because if we're sending like a great message with great content, uh-huh. it is going to have a positive impact. And um, I was speaking with another podcaster recently who has launched a newer podcast and they were getting a little discouraged because they felt like their following wasn't as like, um, like people don't just flock in droves to a new podcast right. because there's so much great content out there. It's really hard to like, listen to all of it and keep up with all of it. So it takes a while to really grow an audience. And this podcaster was just like mentioning that. So I shared with them something that I heard Bradley Flowers say one time, it was probably just from a video he had. This wasn't an in-person conversation, but he was like, even if your podcast, and I know yours has a, a very wide reach, Teresa, but even if your podcast only had like 30 people listening to it every week, just picture yourself in a conference, in a breakout room with 30 people that are sitting there with pen and paper hanging on every word. That would be overwhelming. You'd be like, oh, wow, I'm presenting to, you know, these 30 people today. And you'd bring your A game and you would plan and you would have a great message. And so even in the beginnings of a podcast, there's so many people that you're impacting and you're sparking their entrepreneurial spirit and giving them ideas and connecting them with other people. And it grows from there and it really does snowball. And my experience has been that I've started meeting people um, in the independent insurance world who I never met before, people in the captive world that I never met before. I have a podcast coming up with a captive agent soon and influencers in other industries, people who specialize in personal branding, sales, coaching, brain science. And so it's just this snowball that keeps growing if we're consistent and have fun with it. Yeah. I'm glad that was your experience too. It's so fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we need to keep that in mind for all of our marketing, whether or not we're podcasters or for we put out blogs or if we put out YouTube videos or whatever. I know that David Carruthers always says, and he said it this weekend, and it's just so close to my memory right now. And he says it all the time on his, on his podcast, Power Producers Podcast. Um, he says all the time, he says, putting out a piece of material, whether or not it's a video or a blog or whatever. And I think he got it from Ryan Hanley, actually, is that um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here following this line down in my head, but, is that putting out material like that is hiring a salesperson that works for you 24 hours a day, right? And even though, we're, I mean, I know right now we're talking about podcasting, we're talking about making an influence in other people, maybe in a professional realm, but even within what we do, if we put out podcasts or we put out resources for our business on a YouTube channel or a blog on our post or whatever, those things, same thing. It's the power of numbers. It's the power of an entire marketing process that makes an impact over the course of time to be able to reach more people. It's not about one and done. It's not about one message. It's not about, you have to grow on people, you know, and people have to fall in love with you. And people are not going to do that from, you know, one date. This is not, you know, (laughs) one of those blind, you know, oh my God, I love you. Let me marry you. But, you know, (laughs) it's like dating and, you know, we kind of have to grow on people, you know, a little bit. And people need to know, like, and trust us just like on physical in-person networking, We do business with people that we know, like, and we trust. And when we develop that through podcasting, through blogging, through other marketing, that's when we make an impact. And unfortunately, it is through a lot of consistency that is difficult to maintain, but it's also through having that heart of service, I think, too. So I think that's really where the heart of all that needs to come from. Absolutely. And I think that if you network on LinkedIn the way that you would in real life, if you talk to that person the way you would if you were at the conference with them, then what you're typing into that post is gonna sound a little bit different. 
than if you feel like every time you post on LinkedIn that you're writing an ad. Right. Well, I mean, you think about it, if you go to a networking thing, right, you're sitting around at the original pancake house, right? You're eating your pancakes, you know, you got your bacon on the side, it's really good bacon, like the way you like it, if it's extra crispy, then you like it extra crispy, right? If you like it a little bit, not extra crispy, it is exactly the way you want it. (laughs) And if somebody wants to come on up and talk to you about their business and only want to talk to you about their business and not even talk to you about yours and not to get to know you, will we do business with them? We won't. We're going to smile and nod, say, thank you very much. Take their business card, even if we even wanted it or didn't want it, whatever. And we'll be pitching it at some point, right? And it's the same thing even on, like you said, LinkedIn or other networks. If we just go in to be able to service ourselves and what we have going on, then we're not going to make that impact. I used to think that networking was so awkward for me when I started in insurance and I would go to chamber of commerce events or conferences. And I was like, how do you like, just like walk up and meet people that you don't know when I was new to the industry and didn't just know a bunch of people that were there. And so my strategy was just to ask them about themselves, ask them about where do you live and your kids? And is this your first time coming to the conference? Tell me about your agency. What are you guys working on this year? Tell me about your team. How many staff do you have? And people love to talk about their agencies. And so that gives you a chance to like really get to know each other and hopefully leave the conference having made new friendships and, you know, people that you can keep up with on Facebook and LinkedIn and expand your network that way. So I think that being just genuine goes a long way. And Oh, tremendously, tremendously. I think we know when people are not being genuine. I think there's like this, 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 I don't know, this radar that goes off, you know, we're like, Ugh, I can't do that, you know, and I don't <laughs> want to be a part of that. I, I'd want to be really, really authentic. And that's one of my, my key words in life is, is um, just authenticity. I just, I want to be real because I'm not here. I feel like I've only got one life here on the planet, you now I've only got one, one, one time, one universe of, of life, one lifetime to live. And I certainly don't want to live other people's life and waste my own. So. So refreshing. So break down this conference for us. Um, what did you think as an agency owner, as a thought leader in the industry, I want to pick your brain. So, so I actually, was. I actually was on the first better agency, um, webinar back when they originally did a product debut. And I remember getting in there thinking this thing had a ton of uh, potential, a ton of awesome opportunities to be able to, to be a really, really impactful uh, platform. And what it is, is it's a CRM system. So what it is, is it's pre-sales. Okay. A lot of people don't know the difference between a management system and a CRM system and a CRM, the definition of it by nature is going to be a pre-sales system. And um, pre-sales is typically going to be um, an automated system that helps our team to stay in touch and remind them to perform certain tasks and automates certain tasks to make the sales process easier. That's really what it is in a nutshell. Now, Better Agency is what they call an out-of-the-box solution. So it has already some pre-written emails, text messages, all that, because as insurance agents, we are not tech people typically. Now there are people that love tech, don't get me wrong. Um, And some of us that are more naturally gifted in that arena than others. But the reality is, is that when we have to go develop a whole system for our agency from scratch, and we're looking at a completely blank screen, it becomes extremely overwhelming. And so Better Agency gets in there and really kind of fills in that initial gap. Now, we can go on and we can edit anything we want to, put our own voice to it, right? But it gets the mind rolling on when do you text, when do you call, when do you email kind of thing. And um, 
they started off with the sales process, automating it. And that's been great. Um, we've used it for sales. We've used it for a basic welcome after the sales process to be able to get more Google reviews and so forth. That's worked very well for us. Um, at the end of um, middle of last year, I was at like, I don't know, 15 Google reviews. And I think now we're at like 78, which Woo! isn't. Congratulations. But 78. It's, it's excellent. I'm super excited about You're it. You're going to be at hundred soon. You'll have to I plan did. a little party. I will. We'll, we'll party. I'll call you. We'll do that. And, um, you know, I think being able to push our team towards those goals of, you know, reviews and, you know, and then also saying, how was your experience? And our welcome, our welcome process says, Hey, you know, we've got a full team of people. You don't just have to call this one person right? and you can text us, you can call us, you can email us, you know, people know how to reach us in lots of different ways and introducing your account manager. You know, you don't just talk to, you don't just have to talk to Joe or something. And there's so much value in that, in keeping up after the sales process and preceding the process for the renewal and the expectations coming forward with working with the agency, that's huge. So we've seen a really great response with that. Our team loves it. It does track basic premium and commission for the producer. Now I know that they also have other things that I have not had time to really implement yet, which you can sync it with your management system, bring in your current clients, do birthday and renewal marketing, as well as cross sell marketing. So like, say, for example, we have the homeowners, we don't have the auto, we can do certain cross sells for that too. Um, they also have like policy renewal automation in there. I have not, I went to the conference because I know that there's a whole lot more out there <laughs> and I can throw a whole lot of terms out, but how to implement those is not necessarily something I'm super good at. And, um, so I have really enjoyed spending the weekend with those guys. They've made so many pro so much progress in the last year. Um, like I knew that once I moved a lead to sold that I could automatically send a message to a company called thanks.io and send a postcard saying, welcome to the Sterling Insurance Group. We're your insurance agent for life. So that's really cool. But I did not know, I learned this weekend that we can also trigger that based on a task. So for example, say we bring in a commercial insurance lead into the system, I can also trigger based on say day five, or when we get to this process of opening up the conversation with them, a postcard to go on out or, or a card card, they have lots of opportunities and have that sent to them as if the producer, the agent um, sent a personal you know, card directly to that prospect. And so little things like that are really, really important for that personal touch. And they've automated that. So it's almost like a no brainer and it just happens. So your team can really work on sales or service rather than working on all these extra like spreadsheets of details. Did you send this postcard? Did you send a thank you note? Did you do this? Did you do that? And then what I love about automating the postcards is that before technology like that, there would always be like that one person on the team that loved to write notes and had good handwriting and they would do their postcards, but no one else would do their postcards. Totally. And so now when you have like a button, you can push in the system and everybody gets a postcard. Yeah. It's and you know, you can awesome. also upload your own handwriting if you want to. Um, and they have a lot of fonts that are very, very like, they look like your own personal hand. They look like personal handwriting. You know, the only thing is if you hold them up, 
you right. know, <laughs> I don't know how many people are watching this video because I'm over here with hand motions. That's who I, I am. <laughs> but if you hold it up to the light, you can see that there's not the indentation that you would have from the pressing on a piece of cardstock. But at the same point, it looks extremely genuine. Um, and you can make it say whatever you want to with whatever images you want to. And if you pair it up with Canva, which is a great program too, to make things look really crisp and clear and professional with logos and all this other stuff. People can make great marketing at a very reasonable price and very, very personal. And then you can automate it. And it is a great representation of our agency. So stuff like that stuff. Um, we learned how to be able to integrate voice drops, which are voice messages directly to voicemails on an automated basis as well. We do that here in my agency for renewals. So we'll just say, um, hey, this is your account manager, Jaquita with Sterling Insurance Group. Uh, we know that your renewal is coming up soon. So give us a call. We want to be able to talk about that with you. You have not yet received your paperwork, so relax, but you shouldn't be receiving it in the next 60 days. Um, but, you know, we're here for you. We represent the top 30 carriers in Texas, so we can make sure that you have the best value for all your insurance needs. So we say something like that. It is automated. And right now I have a VA that that, that schedules all that. But as I learned this weekend, I don't have to. So that will really help out as well. So um, being able to automate that on a renewal basis as well. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And what I love about this is that when you can automate that workflow, it gives your team a system and structure to follow through on what they should be doing, right? So it's yeah. so much harder to hold people accountable to following up or welcome calls or checking in with your client or cross-sale calls when you don't have a management system that is helping guide that process. When you can automate it, now it becomes click this button and this happens. And then you're able to see if it happened or not, because then you exactly. can just run your report and see who didn't get their postcard or who didn't get their renewal voicemail drop. So that is so cool. And um, so how about the conference? Like as an agent, like what were some of your favorite parts? Um, what did they do that really like flowed well? You know Girl, I'm super social. So, and you put me in COVID for a year. I got to say the best part was the networking, just being with my friends, being with my people, seeing people, you know, in, in person, you know, realizing how tall they are, you know, or how, <laughs> how you know, they're, they, they look maybe different. I always say that people need to walk around with like their headshot or their um, yes. Facebook page so or their Facebook picture so I make sure I connect them because we don't always look the same but really being able to connect with people was probably my favorite part just because I'm a social butterfly but at the same point um sitting down and really listening to where better agencies really pushing to go what their vision is for the future, as well as hearing how other agents are using it and the revenue that they're able to make from it because they can track on a training basis, how many tasks as far as like phone calls and things that the producer has to do are actually done. You can track what their revenue is and what their premium is, what their, what their commission is. And you can track all that and look at that kind of in one place. So, you know, if your people aren't dismissing their tasks and they're not making their phone calls or not any notes in the system, then of course, if their commissions are low, you know exactly what the problem is, right? They're not doing the tasks it takes to be able to sell. And, um, I loved how people had taken so many things and made them so personally theirs. And one thing about Better Agency and especially everything that 
Nick Ayers brings to the table and IAOA really is that when people come to the table for a conference, whether or not it's innovation or if it is the better agency conference, which I'm assuming that the main, the main central point there is Nick Ayers, but that whenever he comes to the table with a project, everybody is expected to share. And it is it is free information that you can, I use the word swipe, you can take it, you can use it, you can make it yours, just change the name and the phone number, whatever. And they actually had a, a Google Drive where they just said, hey guys, here are some great resources, here are some emails that people send, maybe they customize them in different ways, you know, maybe they utilize, um, they have a system called the referral, the, the, the referral I can't remember exact system. I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, and they had a guy talk to us about how he uses it, you know, and um, they really shared the success that people are getting from those email streams and from their, the process of where they put in text messages versus voice drops versus postcards. And knowing that people are using these in such a successful way takes a lot of the fear out and lets us grow that space for our own agency and become creative without the fear so that we can step into that place and really develop it for our own team. And I, that for me is something that I love about, like I said, IAOA and innovation every year for the conference, they do that. Everybody comes to the stage ready to share and everything is completely you know, free materials to all the other agents that are in attendance. And that's what they did with this one. And I'm always super excited about the number of agents that wanna just give un unabashedly. I mean, you know, they can give on such a level and it's awesome. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. I love that. And it, I, I feel like we should be sharing best practices and be happy to share what's working because there's so much that we want to change in the insurance industry and make it a better place for our teams and clients and for business. And that there's so many good people out there. So why not just link arms and work on it together instead of alone? Absolutely. You know, and, and I like to think of us as one world economy, right? I like to be able to think of you know, we're out there to be able to, to protect and to take care of people. But why are we such enemies within our own industry? You know, I mean, 
I live in DFW, you live in DFW, but we live in like what, the fifth largest metroplex in the entire nation, right? I mean, I know Houston's larger than we are. I know, you know, you have, I mean, it depends on square footage versus people, all this other stuff, but DFW is right up there in the top five or even closer up than that, right? With the most populated areas. Why is it that another insurance agent would be my enemy for some reason? Why would I not want to share with them? You know, why? Because they're in the same market as I am. Well, technically I could be licensed in 52 different, I mean, not 52, but 50 Mm -hmm. different states and I could be everybody's competition, right? There are people out there that niche down, right? Like, um, you know, James Jenkins, who does so much with the uh, the real estate investor community, right? You could be in trucking, you could be in high value stuff. The thing is, we're all a part of making this industry better. Why do we need to fight with each other, right? I mean, shouldn't it be more along the lines of us against you know, the, the, the big call centers rather than us against each other. And right. it's only by us partnering with each other to make our end of things. Cause we're the small guy. We're the, we're the guy who doesn't have big corporations telling us what to do with big money behind them and big tech. Right. Mm-hmm. If we are against each other, we have less of an opportunity to truly survive this whole tech boom or whatever we want to call it in the insurance industry with all the, um, you know, tech companies coming on in to be able to kind of take over the insurance space. We need to band together to be able to create a community and a, and a voice that makes people proud to be an insurance agent and to be able to allow this, this profession to go on and provide for our children moving forward and, and, and everything else. And if we're each other's enemies, we're not going to achieve that. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many fish in the sea, (laughs) especially in the independent world where you can work across state lines or when you're working in the digital marketing realm and you can broaden your reach outside your local community. And so, um, absolutely. And as insurance agents, you know, as we sharpen our tools and we get stronger and stronger, we grow the client benefits because they're getting a better experience out of it at the end of the day. And so I really feel like the insurance agencies that our kids will experience will be a, different than when you opened your first agency 18 years ago. Oh, and my so- agency is different than 18 years ago. I, I would totally think that whoever, wherever the agencies are in 15 years, 18 years is going to be different. I hope they are, you know, I hope that we band together and we, we do amazing things together. You know, that's where we're going to find, you know, that's where we, that's where we find relationships is by being being authentic and being real and coming to the table and being better each day than we were yesterday. I love it. And that's what I love so much about your podcast, Teresa, because Power Women in Insurance is so uplifting and you are really bringing a voice to so many rock stars in the industry. I think some recent episodes had people like Una Roy and Ashley Fitzsimmons and they bring so many great ideas to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, women tend to be very creative. So we don't follow the status quo, right? Necessarily. We sit back, and we think, well, how could we do this better? And there's so many women and that, that partner with men and that have a great synergistic relationship to be able to bring to the, their teams. Like Una, Una is very team driven. She's yes. very amazing at listening to her team. And um, it was so much fun to be able to talk to Una because she is such someone who partners with her husband to be able to make this such an amazing place for her team to work. They love working there and they think outside the box. They bring in consultants to help them be better every day so that that way they can go ahead and make that 
their, their, their office space where their team wants to be at. Like Una on my podcast was talking about how she noticed how somebody was a little bit squiggly in their chair one day. And she was like, um, do you want a stand up desk? <laughs> and the girl and, the, and their team member was like, oh, can I? And she was like, stand up yeah, desks are the best. It. Yes. And it's things like that, that I think, and, and it is not in any way, shape or form a dog I'm in. In any way, we, we are complimentary beasts. We, we've been put on this planet to complement each other. I think that's when you have like, you know, your type A personalities versus your not type A's. They're here to be able to, to work together. Same thing with men and women. Um, but I think that she, she, she compliments her husband in such a way that she sees things that he doesn't see. And he sees things that she doesn't see. And it's wonderful to hear those stories about being sensitive to what's going on. And I love hearing about all these women that went out on their own and left like stable jobs and they have families and balancing family and work life, you know, because that is a struggle That's that we so all hard. have. Right. Um, it's fun to talk to people about um, maybe their strength to get out of a situation that wasn't as positive. Maybe women who have worked with family before that was or was not a great relationship, right? Um, I loved hearing Ash Fitz specifically talk about how she loved working with her family and how working with her family was such a close event, a, a close thing for her that she cherishes that time, but that she knew when it was her time to do something different. And it didn't mean that there was anything wrong about her time with her family. She just knew that she needed to have a voice somewhere else. And I love the fact that maybe somebody else might be able to hear that and know that they're, they're being pulled into another area where they can really make a big difference. And hopefully they won't have the fear to do that because they say, Hey, you know, Ash was really successful at that. She's making a huge difference on a state level. And I think things like that are truly inspirational. And I love hearing those stories. I love that. And I, I love that your podcast is out there for a resource for people who are in the insurance industry, no matter what their role is, so that we can all learn from each other and leverage experience from people like Ashley Fitzsimmons and Una Roy and these other wonderful people that you've had on the show. I think while we're talking about Una Roy, I have to say, guys, like go to her, go to their website, Excalibur Insurance. They're in Canada and just check out like the marketing videos that they put up recently, the two steps ahead, good night, like, oh my goodness, they are so good. So just, just spreading the word there, make sure you check it out. I think that it's such a fun twist on insurance marketing. So um, absolutely, thanks for giving so many people a voice in that um, tree. So what about your agency? What's going on in agency life for you right now? Oh, okay. So this year, my word is get outside my comfort zone. That's not really okay. my word, but that's nice. you know, a phrase, right? So um, during COVID last year, I actually um, was bringing, I, I, was, I was in the process of buying an agency and then COVID hit. We were literally supposed to close um, March 31st. So COVID hit like March 15th. Okay. And I was like, no, because I was super worried that all these people were going to be unemployed and like the housing market was going to crash. And yeah that is such a major source of income for us, for, for um, loan officers and so forth. So I was freaking out to some degree, not necessarily about the virus, just about the financial impact on our economy. So I put it off. And so we didn't actually close until October 23rd, but I went through this 
phase, I guess. And I know a ton of people who went through it where we get to the point where we're all working from home. We're not getting out. We're not really communicating with other people. We're all on zoom. We feel so disconnected from people. And, um, I got to the point where, I mean, I gained 15 pounds, which is usually like, I think we all have this point where we get to a certain point. We're like, no, this has to change. And then we get down. I got to that point. I was like, no, something's got to give. And, um, I was just miserable in so many different ways. And I realized that I had let fear take over and paralyze me. And I went through a really big, what I call a shakabuku. I mentioned this on Jason Cass's website too. That's my favorite word on the planet, which is shakabuku. <laughs> and it is um, from the movie Gross Point Blank. And it is, it is a strong, swift, spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality forever. That's what it means. And I love the word shakabuku. So I went through the shakabuku. I ended up, I was like, okay, I'm going to join CrossFit. I'm going to start running. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And I'm going to close on this agency. So we went ahead and we moved forward. Well, we closed on the agency October, um, October 23rd, which was great. Um, I was working out at that point. Um, the holidays kind of got to me. So I needed to get <laughs> that back in. I got lazy, but it's been awesome to go through that transition. And so my, my, my term this year is going to be, has been get out of your comfort zone. So I made a decision to hire six new sales members and try to be able to grow a dynamic sales team. We have a couple of sales members that are great. They've been with me for a little while. We're really comfortable, but I wanted to take and take us and put us outside the box, make it really um, take some chances and be very team driven and take myself out of quoting and selling and make myself more of, um, and I, I, I say this all the time and I can, I need to look it up and figure out who said it on the IAOA Facebook page, but somebody said as an agency owner, we're to be the oil can of the machine. So we come and we work all the different parts and make sure that they have enough to do all of their job, but we don't do their job for them. We are not the wheel, the spoke, the, the, we're not the, the belts that are in the machine. We are the oil can that keeps everything moving. And so this year, I really wanted to love on my team, make sure that the new team is loved on because we have a second location three hours away with a team down there and a separate physical location. And I really wanted to do dramatic things and grow. So we're stepping it up with better agency. Um, I've hired three new salespeople this year. One of them is working out really, really well. Um, I'm in the process. I've got two more that are in the process of being hired. So my goal was six. So that should... I mean, I'm hoping that by the end of the year, I've got three new salespeople this year that are really strong. And I know that if I hire six, I'm hoping to make that three. So that's kind of what my goal is. But we also brought on a sales coach to help out with, um, with a uh, uh, um, name just left me. I apologize. I'll have it here in just a second. Um, and uh, a, a sales coach. So that way I'm not the one who's in the middle of all the sales coaching and all of the, um, all those other things. So that that way I can make sure that I go ahead and I work all the different pieces of the business to make sure all the finances and everything is working correctly. So that's new for me, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, my husband and I are even talking about possibly his uh, quitting his job and coming on over and joining us full time as well. So that will be a lot of fun. So um, Mick is with my strategy box. So my premier strategy box is, is the one that we've, we were working with as a sales coach. So we're okay. trying to take everybody to the next level 
take our service to the next level, take our sales to the next level, and make sure that everybody works together in a great environment with our virtual assistants, our sales, and our service team, as well as two different locations. And um, it's been a little bit overwhelming. And there are days, especially whenever like I just had to re, uh, replace the router down in the Austin office because for whatever reason, their internet was just crawling and it was horrible. And um, so just things you don't think of, you know, right. <laughs> I'm like, no, my job is the oil can, not the router person, you know, <laughs> but you do, you have to get in there and you have to do what it takes to make it work. And, um, you know, and I, I've, I've grown a lot this year and I'm having a great time and, um, you know, we're excited about where that's going to take us. So Q1's done. We've Woo! made most of our goals, so that's really good. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a part of me says, oh, but that was just a goal. I should be crushing it. We made our goals. We're happy, right? So that's really good. Um, and we're, you know, we're ready to rock and roll now on Q2. So it should be a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And what you just described is such an action-packed strategy because you're moving the needle in a lot of different areas. And yes. packing out your sales team is a really um, – really great place to be because that dynamic culture in your office is going to follow. And so um, when you have, you know, a team of rock stars on the phones, selling, writing business, hitting the gong or whatever it is you guys do in your office to celebrate, <laughs> um, it becomes such a fast paced, fun, dynamic place to work for everyone. And so I love seeing sales teams grow like that because it can bring so much new life to the office, energy, and then really impacting the bottom line with those new clients that are coming on board. Yeah. And I think it lets everybody know that you're, that you're growing too, as you bring on new team members and, you know, and unfortunately in sales and with every, every position, not everybody comes in and stays forever. Right. And I think a lot of us as, as business owners, and we want, we want our, we want to do the right thing, right? Everybody always talks about hiring right. Everybody always talks about, you know, the personality profiles and everybody talks about doing this, doing that, you know, hire slow, fire fast. You hear all these things, but really, I don't know that even with all those tools, very many people, I think it's a rarity when somebody honestly hires and you have more than a 60% ratio that they actually stay with the agency for three years. I think there's a, a I think it's, it, it's a culture thing. You get people in there. Now there's the option that people can go really, really slow. They, they vet them, you know, that they, they, you know, that people have all these like referrals that are coming in from other people who really want to work there. I do know that there's a lot of cultures that are really strong in that direction, but I also know that that's not the average insurance agency. The average insurance agency is dying for more people to come in, help them, but people that they can trust and people that they can, um, you know, trust to be able to do the right thing by the client. And we have to unfortunately vet those people. And so I don't want to think that the, the, the person that I hire has to be my forever person because that puts a lot of pressure on them and it puts a lot of pressure on me. So I say that they need to come on in. And I always say, this is a culture thing. If you match our culture, we match the culture that you're looking for, then we want to be your insurance agency. And I will bend over backwards to make sure you get all the tools and resources that you need to do to do your job. But I can't do your job for you. And you need to tell me what tools and resources you don't have 
so that I can make sure you have them. But that it's a communication thing. This is not you go talk about me behind my back. This is not I'm going to do the same and I'm not going to pay you to be here when you don't do your job. So as long as we can have that relationship, then we will be 100% top A besties. But until then, we got we to beat that for each other. So I tell people all the time, you bring me your best, I'll bring you my best. And I always think of it like um, kind of a breakup if it doesn't work out. Um, I went through this, it's very well known, my marital, my marital things, but I, I was originally married at 19. I was single for a little bit. I got remarried. But I remember thinking, why is it that if it doesn't work out between two people, do we think that the other person's a horrible human being? Why do we have to make them a villain? Can't we just say that they just weren't my person, right? They just weren't that person that I needed to be with, right? So whenever I just found that when I was dating and somebody just wasn't my person, I would tell them, you have people out there that would probably be your person. I'm just not it. And, you know, I set you free to go find your person. It's mean and rude of me to sit here and date you when you're not my person and I know it. So I take the same approach in hiring and I tell people, let's date for a little bit. Come on in. Let's get to know each other. Figure this out. See where our communication is. And if it doesn't work, you just this just isn't your place. And there's nothing right or wrong about it. It just isn't your place. And you know, and I can set them free to go be somewhere else in the world, wherever it is that they need to be. And, you know, I don't need to take it personally as an agency owner, if I didn't do a good job vetting this person, because I tried to make it super personal for a long time. And I just need, I needed to just stop that, you know, because it paralyzed me from moving forward. Just only so much you can tell from the interviewing process. And so I love how you've managed to Oh my gosh, I don't know how you did this, but you gave yourself this really lofty goal to add on six <laughs> team members. But at the same time, you really took the pressure off of yourself so that it's a goal that you're striving for, but you can celebrate the wins along the way and not, you shouldn't feel like a failure because you gave a career opportunity to somebody and it didn't end up being the right one for them. Right, right. So. I mean, we've all had jobs in our past, right? We've all, you know, I worked at, when I was 15, I worked at Dairy Queen, right? And I was young and I was stupid and I refused to be able to, um, you know, memorize the prices on the menu, right? right? They took forever. They gave me multiple warnings. They said, Teresa, this really needs to be taken care of, right? And I was like, sure, but I'm super cute, right? So <laughs> Don't you want me, you know, doing your little dip ice cream cones? And eventually they just had to say, hey, Teresa, this is just not a good fit for us, right? So with that, then we just had to be able to go a different direction. But it taught me something. It taught me that I needed to bring my best to the plate. And it's something that I think about all the time is that whenever somebody hires me, they're taking a chance on me and they are investing in me. And that's just one of those things that I think until we have those experiences, we don't really value what everybody brings to the table appropriately. And, um, and I just want to be able to be a part of that for other people. And I love the approach that you're taking because you're really positioning this new hire, this person who joined your team to leave your agency better off than before. So that you know, we don't want, if it doesn't work out and, you know, they're not going to continue on the, in the team, that doesn't have to be an experience that scars them for life. That they right. have to remember forever. It can be a positive exactly. experience. Exactly. So and I, I love that you're doing want, that. And I don't ever want somebody to go, oh my gosh, oh my <laughs> gosh, do you guys know Teresa? Oh my God. <laughs> you don't want that, right? Because no. that, 
I think when people are treated with dignity and people are treated with respect, then they, then they, I mean, people are going to be hurt if they choose to be hurt. I mean, let's be honest. If people choose to be hurt, they're going to be hurt. But my, like I said, my thing is, I think you're awesome. I think you're amazing. You're just not my awesome and my amazing, right? You're just, you're just not a good fit for this space. I will totally support you wherever you go. If you need anything down the road, I'm here, call me, you know, blah, 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 you know, but the reality is you're just, it's just, this just isn't our space together, you know, and so far it's done. Okay. Nobody's been super mean or rude about it. Um, you know, uh, it's only whenever they want something outside of the contract or the agreement that sometimes things get a little bit messy, but overall, you know, I mean, it's been a really good thing. And I just, I just feel like the more, positivity that I can put into this industry and the more love and the more education driven that we can be, the more we're going to get the same things back out of it and um, really be there to, because I mean, we can all take a beating at the end of the day with phone calls and people who are in distress about, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, they got a car accident and they're hurt and they don't know what they're doing and, you know, they're stressed, right? Um, You know, I don't need to be, I don't need to be as they're, as they're, their boss and as their leader, I don't need to add to that, but I don't need to put up with it for them to come back at me with it either. So we're going to be in a mutually respectful situation and want and love the best out of each other. And that's just kind of where I try to make sure I focus on. I love that. I feel like the best agencies really understand that the client is like the heartbeat of the agency and they love on their clients. But at the same time, every team member that we bring on board to the agency is an opportunity for us to be a career mentor and share with this person, pay it forward, the things that we learned earlier on in our career so that they can be more successful. And it's really a privilege. So um, good luck with the the hiring, the recruiting, the onboarding, the training, the motivating, and you're doing great. <laughs> I know it's the a automation, lot. The all the things that we're doing right now. Yes, absolutely. So um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but I agree with you. It's lofty. Some days it wakes me up at 3 a.m. in the morning. If anybody gets an email from me at 3 a.m., you know why. <laughs> Um, which there are people who are like, what are you doing? Why are you emailing me? Well, they email me like at eight, but they're like, what was this at 3 a.m.? But, um, you know, we, we are in, I always say that insurance is the backbone of our economy. It supports the banking industry. It supports our financial industry. It supports so many businesses between artisan contractors, HVAC, painting, flooring, cabinetry, um, the medical industry, you know, uh, ambulance drivers. I mean, across the board, insurance somehow affects almost every single industry, even outside of just securing their businesses, right? Um, Most businesses have some sort of touch by an insurance claim or an insurance payout in one way or another throughout their career. And I always love the fact to be a part of that and how it fuels our American economy and provides such a backbone to being able to buy the homes that we live in and the cars that we drive and the the amount of security that we have that we can go on vacation and not worry that if we spend a little bit more money to go on that 10-year wedding anniversary that you know we're not going to have our house burned down and all of a sudden be in debt $400,000 and not be able to pay for it right so it gives us the freedom to be able to sleep at night and I I love being a part of an industry that does that. And it just inspires me. And I love to bring other people into it so that we can help make that one of the most, one of the best industries going forward for the next generation. It's amazing. We're so blessed. And at Quantum, one of the things we say is we get to do this. And so I just, 
am so glad that this is a part of our life and, and that we connected. So Teresa, what's the best way that our listeners can find you or look up your podcast to connect after? Well, you know, I'm kind of everywhere. I'm like, you know, the person you really can't get rid of. So I'm all over internet, all over the, uh, the uh, Facebook's a great way to get rid, get, get rid of me. Uh, Facebook's <laughs> a great way to connect with me. Um, uh, of course, message me. I'm super responsive on there. Um, I am, of course, on Instagram as well as on Facebook. People can look us up as Power Women in Insurance and on Instagram that way as well. Um, and of course, we're on um, iTunes. We're on all the major podcasts, Spotify all of those um, as far as the podcast goes. But I'm around Sterling Insurance, uh, sterlinginsnow.com. Sterling look kind of our domain kind of looks like Sterling in snow, which I find is hilarious since we're in Texas. But um, people can reach on out, just Google me and I would love to connect. Um, People know that I get messages all the time. People call me. Um, I have an online calendar that people can go to and schedule some time with me. And I have a specific... Um, industry connection slots on my calendar so that people who want to from the industry just talk about anything virtual assistance automation hiring whatever I love that just like I love fueling my team to be able to move forward I love fueling the industry as well so I would love for anybody to reach out and just you know anything I can do to serve thank you so much for coming on the show today Teresa and for just really breaking down so much, so many great best practices for us and just your thought process through all of this and how you've really been purposeful about taking out the fear and stretching outside your comfort zone. And it's always so refreshing to talk with you. So thanks for for making time for Age of Independence today, having mm-hmm. just landed back in Texas not that long ago. I know, and, I need to go to bed. I need to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you one bit. You should definitely put your feet up tonight. And agents, thank you for listening. Be sure to te- check out Teresa Kitchens and her podcast. And um, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>